Welcome to the University of the Free State Career Services Podcast, where we talk to experts about the ins and outs of jobs and share tips that will give you a grip on your future career. Hello and welcome. I am Kate Boone and joining me in studio today is Kaspar Bosman. Starting his career in 2007, Kaspar has made a strong impression on the South African and international fashion industry. His style is described as an understated luxury with an immaculate attention to detail. He produces seasonal ready-to-wear collections and specializes in made-to-measure evening and bridal wear. He has won numerous awards for his bridal and metric farewell gowns. He's currently working as the creative director for a Vietnamese-based company, Yali Couture, on a collection that will be showcased at Vietnam Fashion Week 2023. The connection with Yali Couture was established in 2019 when Casper worked on his first show with Yali Couture as the creative director and through his connection, the Casper's ready-to-wear collection was born. Some of his career highlights include his designs being featured in publications like Harper's Bazaar, Nubian Bride, Wedding Inspirations, L, to name a few. His designs being featured on TV shows like Top Billing, Expresso, um, Fashion Express, also just to name a few, and working with a lot of celebrity clientele. I could go on and on and on, and we will not finish this interview. So let me welcome Casper Bosman. How are you doing today? Oh, great. Thanks, Kate. Kate how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. It's such Thanks a pleasure. Thanks for having, having me. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad we have you here today. Casper, um, before we unpack your job, I want you to tell me about the best day in your career. What was it and what happened? Kate, it's difficult to to give you one day or one moment. I think there's been a lot of great highlights. Uh, I think for a South African designer to have had a career for 15 years, you look at your first order you had, looking at the first client and seeing her face, and also seeing your stuff for the first time on TV or dressing really special people or well-known people. It feels, you have moments where it feels like it's just that stamp of approval. And it's not about the approval always. is about It's about knowing, okay, you're heading somewhere and you've done something right. So I think there's been a lot of great moments. Definitely. Um, so tell me a bit about your journey from being young and being a student to becoming the professional that you are today in the South African and international fashion industry. Um, would you say it was a straight or winding road for you? Kate, I think for all of us, for for someone to have had a career longer than three years or five or 10 years, I think you have to reinvent and be innovative and make new plans and have new ideas. So I think it's always a winding road. I think you get roadblocks on this journey and you realize, okay, I have to change something or I need to adapt or I need to move on with the times. So I think starting early, I've always known that I wanted to be a creative, be creative and create something. My mother always says, um, if you can make something with your hands, then you can survive. And it's always been like that in my life. So I always knew it was going to be a creative route. I just didn't know it was going to be fashion. So when I found it, um, it was just a moment where I realized, you know what, I'm going to go for it. When I studied, it was 2001, 2002, um, I think you didn't get a, male, a lot of male designers then. So it was sort of like a female industry in SA at that point. 
And when I said I'm going to go for it, obviously coming from a small town, people were like, no, it's not going to happen. My mother said to me, do you really think you're going to make it? And I think mm. that was sort of like the fuel and the inspiration behind it. So I went to go study in Pretoria, Pretoria Technicon then. And then I worked for a big company in Cape Town. I had the dream of being a big designer, but for someone else. I never thought of being an entrepreneur. I never thought of starting my own thing. And then I came to Bloemfontein for one week and I, I, I never had any contact with Bloom. Both my brothers studied here at, at the university here. So I came here, my brother looked at me one day and he said, why don't you start your own thing? And then I said to him, there's no way. I mean, this, the design industry is saturated. I think there's a lot of people that want to do it and want to make it. And then he said, why don't you start in Bloom? Um, be a designer in Bloemfontein. And I thought, oh my gosh, I, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, coming from a conservative background, mm -hmm. um, going out to the world, because at that point I traveled a lot. I was looking at going overseas and then thinking of going back to my roots in a way, <laughs> coming to the free state. It was just a space that I couldn't imagine. Mm. And then I went back to Cape Town and I worked for the company again for a few months. And then I just had that aha moment, realizing if you do it in the free status in the center of the country, I'll be able to make a mark and then branch out to the rest of the world, actually. And that's what happened. So Bloom was the best choice that I made. For a lot of people, it won't be. Mm. But for me, I've had great and consistent business. I've had a lot of amazing people because that's the thing about, uh, I want to say a community like this, yes. people hold hands, people reach out, people collaborate. And I think that has been the success of my brand to know that I've always had those people around me. Beautiful. Now let's travel through time and reflect a bit. And let's say you didn't pursue the fashion industry. What else would you have liked to do? Thank I, Kate, I think, I've always wanted to do something in creative, in a creative direction. So it was just, I thought of architecture. I wanted to study architecture here. Mm. I thought of being an engineer. Um, when I was a little boy, I wanted, it sounds horrible now, but I thought I was going to be a stripper one day because someone <laughs> said to me, <laughs> if you're a stripper, it means you're just going to travel the world. And I thought, okay, well, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so um, I think there's a lot of things if I look back at, where I am because I'm 40 now. So if mm -hmm. I look back at where I was at 17, 18, I was really confused. I think like a lot of people um, at that time in their life. Yes. And I think, honestly, if you work hard enough at whatever you choose, and if it's really your passion, it's going to work out. And it worked out for me. Um, I won't say I would have been an uh, interior decorator or I've wanted to be something else or a photographer. I think mm -hmm. if I chose any one of those directions, in the end, it would have been a success because I really live for my passion. Definitely. That's a beautiful <laughs> response. Now back to real life. Yes. Um, with your passion and you being passionate about what you do, what else would you say makes you really good at your job? Kate, um, I thought about it a few days ago. Um, I always use this expression or the image of I see my clients and the people that come into my space and into the studio. People initially come for a dress or for the experience of making a dress. 
But it's never about the dress. It's about something else. Um, I always see myself as being the mirror in front of those people because you have to just reflect whatever that person's seeing. So I always start any consultation with someone looking in the mirror and saying, talk me through your body. Tell me from you like a nice or you have a nice smile or you like your shoulders or I'm uncomfortable with my hips or then you actually realize Firstly, how, what people see in the mirror, because I don't see what you see. Mm. I mean, you'll tell me I don't like my shoulders and I'll be like, you really have nice shoulders. But you already decided from a young age that it's a, a, not a not a beautiful thing. It's something that you want to cover. And that maybe come from your mother or wherever. Mm. So it's always interesting. Um, I think the success came because I realized how to mirror what's in front of me. I think that's important. I think if you work with people's inner beings and the confidence or the lack of confidence, that's what's going to make you create a beautiful dress. It's about bringing someone's inner beauty out. Mm. It's not just looking at the exterior and thinking, okay, cool, let's make something beautiful because that's easy. It's yes. easy to make something. But if the girl's not feeling comfortable in it or if the woman is not getting that moment where she feels, wow, this is really me, then I don't think you're going to have a lot of success. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I agree with that. And yeah. now let's say someone is listening now, um, and it can be one of our students or it can be anyone really um, listening to this conversation right now and would like to follow a similar career path. What would you say would be the best way for them to prepare themselves? Okay, so I have this thing um, at the studios. It's been like that for years where I take interns in every year. So mm. I have about 14, like a few years ago, I had 20 interns different times of the year. And one of the girls that interned for me last year, she said to me, I'm studying fashion. I'm struggling. I don't know how I'm going to, when I'm finished studying, what am I going to do next? What's the next step? Because where do we do what? Mm. Um, there's so many designers that do streetwear and do ready to wear i mean it's it's all over the place and then i said to her if i had a choice or if i finished my studying now i would have done it completely different a lot of people finish their studies and they vary me and what i'm going to do and how i'm going to take over whatever the spaces that mm. you are looking at or moving into I would do it completely different. I would hold hands and I would find people in similar interests. I think for a designer to have someone that's great at IT or someone that has a business degree, a photographer, someone that specializes yes. in social media, rather get a group of people together, form a business together, because that's where that's where I lack a, a lot. I mm. mean, where I struggle today, where I realize I have to I have someone that does my social media. She's brilliant in what she does. But, and I can't do it. I'm really bad at it. The person that works with me, Yanku, is he studied business here at the university. And I realized I'm not great at finance, for instance. Mm. I have to have someone. So my brother's doing my finance. But if I could do, do it over, I would start a business not as Casper. I would start a business as a collective, as a group to say, we all want to make our mark but how are we going to do this? And then you build on everyone's strengths. It's not about just me and me becoming a great designer yes. as you have to have this team. And if you have a team, then you're going to do great. 
Definitely. Teamwork makes the dream work, as yes, they say. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no job is just good. Um, and I guess in your industry, I could say it's not always glitz and glamour. True. So, what would you say is really the hard or mundane part of your job? So, a lot of people, especially looking at, let's look at a creative industry. Mm-hmm. So, uh, not just fashion design, but I think a lot of other creative industries. With me, a lot of people meet me and then they say, you have a great job, you just sit and do illustrations, you do designs. And then that's that's 5% of my time. It's it's not really my job and mm. it's not really what I do. The rest, the rest is building a team together. It's not about sewing just well, it's about doing great patterns. It's about long hours. It's about being creative again. And again and again, because for every client that walks in, it's a completely different recipe. It's a completely different story. So a lot of people don't realize I sit and do the patterns. I cut the dresses, even though I have assistants and, mm. and people. That's what makes a Casper dress, if I can call it that. So people don't realize that I actually sit, even if I have a team of people that can sew and they can bead, I have to be able to do all of it. So you have to be a jack of all trades. If you want to do this, I think a lot of people go study fashion and they think I'm going to design beautiful things. And that's not it. That's not what I do. Yeah, it doesn't end <laughs> no, there. It doesn't end there. That's yeah, the, the beginning so, of a process. Right. And before we wrap up, share with us then one secret about being in your line of work, something that someone on the outside would never guess about it. A secret. Do you want a good thing or a bad thing? (laughs) (laughs) I think a secret of this industry is um, if you are, if you choose your passion to be your job, Mm. um, you don't really have hours that you work. You don't really have office, uh, office space or office hours. Mm. Um, You can, yeah, I think there's a lot of sacrifice in everything that we do. But if you do a sacrifice and you make a sacrifice and it's part of the bigger picture, then it's something great. Yes. So the the inner secret that I want to share is, was it worth it or is it worth it? I think yes. I think if you do a job and you hate it, then it's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's, you're gonna, it's going to be difficult to get up and do another thing and another thing. But if you can sort of try and find your passion and you can build on that and build a career on it, then I think you're going to make it in life. Then you're going to be happy by the time that you're 40 or 60 or you'll look back at your career and think, you know what, I've done it. Really? And you'll be as long as you have been in the industry (laughs) and make a really big name for yourself. Now, we've reached the second favorite part of the conversation for me. (laughs) And I'm going to ask you five questions. So you don't have to think too hard about it. The first thing that comes to your mind, you just say it. So it's a this or that. Um, Coffee or tea? Coffee always. Sweet or salty? Sweet, salty and sour. <laughs> all of them. I love all three. Remote or on-site? On-site because I can't really work remotely. I have to be hands-on. Exactly. Um, every morning I? Get up at 4.30 to go to gym. Okay. Last question. My favorite word is? Um, I would say ne. It's, I know it sounds horrible, but I, after, like we get to the space in the studio mm-hmm. where after everyone said a sentence, they'll be like, nah, 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. Like, do you understand? <laughs> yeah, ne. <laughs> so I think that's my favorite word. <laughs> I get it. I love it. Casper, um, we've reached the end of our interview. Awesome. Um, thank you so, so much for your time and for bringing your valuable insight to this conversation. Thank you so much. Thanks um, for I thoroughly me. enjoyed it and I know um, our listeners will as well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. That's it for now. Listen to all our episodes to make sure that you get into the fast lane of career success. 